Get ready. You're about to enter the Renzo Republic. Hey everyone, welcome to Remso Republic Live. I'm sorry that we um, aren't using our usual BLive format. It's causing some problems tonight. I think it's a server issue. But what will happen is we'll go ahead and take this audio and video and we'll go ahead and upload it directly to Facebook after this. Tonight we have somebody that's going up in a highly, highly contested race over in Alabama for Senator Luther Strange's seat. Luther Strange lost the GOP primary recently to Roy Moore and recently Roy Moore has gotten himself into a, you know, bit, bit of a hairy situation. The Democrat is taking this opportunity to seize on independents and disenfranchised conservatives. There is a libertarian running, but he has not seemed to catch much momentum out there. And several days ago we had what is now the fourth person to enter the race about uh, an hour and a half ago, we had a fifth person enter, but this person is already getting, um, some national attention over at the Rouser News and other outlets. Ladies and gentlemen, the independent writing candidate for U.S. Senate from Alabama, Mac Watson. Mac, thank you for joining the program. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to get on your show. Um, you're entering as a writing candidate several weeks before this special election. What made you want to do it? What's your road to success and why should people pay attention? Um, I actually launched my campaign two days after the runoff. Um, I was frustrated with one, I was honestly I was frustrated with Luther Strange and with Roy Moore being our two choices as as a Republican Party, um, as a conservative. Those are my only two choices that were going to be on the main part of the ticket. Um, and I mean, you are familiar with the Luther Strange story. Your your some of your audience may or may not be, but Luther Strange was essentially appointed the spot in the Senate because of a sweetheart deal when he was the district or uh, um, attorney against our previous governor. He kind of gave him a sweetheart deal on his way out the door in order to get in the Senate seat. So it was a dirty political move to get Strange in the Senate seat. And then when everybody started throwing money at the Strange campaign, um, it just became Roy Moore versus Washington and, and, the, and the elites and Mitch McConnell and that kind of thing. So it was really, it came down to a flawed race between two of them. And somebody had to win. And I just said, you know, I can yell at my television for three more years like I do currently, or I can get off my butt and do something. So Thursday night, September 28th, I believe, I launched my Facebook page. Um, my wife came home from a business trip and said, I wish you would have told me you were doing this. Um, so that was a fun <laughs> time. Um, and I, I, I told her, I said, I said, Kate, we talked about it. And she said, Mac, if you did half the things that you said you were going to do, I would have left you a long time ago. So that was our conversation on how I got into the race here. Um, and then, you know, we just need a conservative voice. We, we need to put, and I've really gotten fired up this week, and I'm sorry for my, for my, for my, for my soapbox here, uh, Renzo, um, but it's time that we start putting people over politics. 
And you look at both sides. I hate I, the term has been overused this week is tribalism. That's all we're currently looking at is just the insane amount of tribalism that is taking place. Where if you're wearing the blue tie, whatever the whatever women the blue team touches is totally okay. And if you're wearing the red tie and you're going to vote our way on tax reform, whatever you've done in your past is also okay. And it's not okay for either one of them. Damn it, it's not okay for for these people who collect. Paychecks from us—it's our money that is paying their salary. I would not, if I had a gardener, I would hold my gardener to higher standards. You know, I mean, I hold my brother to higher standards who I who I work with. He holds me to higher standards. Why? Why do we give them that pass? And so I started this kind of almost on the mad as heck. We're not going to take it anymore, ticket. So that's kind of where I am. So what are kind of the biggest policy issues that, you know, seem to be bugging you? Because it seems that, you know, despite the the scandals that have been revolving around Judge Moore and the fact that the Democrat is trying to use this as an opportunity to, uh, you know, try and get a lead in, what are some of the substantial policy differences you have? Because obviously, you know, Luther Strange was a creature of the swamp. I have not been really a Judge Moore fan, but, you know, I wasn't much of a Donald Trump fan. But at least when Trump got elected, we had Judge Neil Gorsuch. We had massive regulatory reform. Our economy is booming in ways that we never anticipated. What are some of the distinct policy differences between you that other conservatives who are kind of on the fence of Judge Moore should consider? Um, one one of, of my, my biggest issues is that we can claim tax reform, tax reform, tax reform until we limit spending until we stop spending like drunken sailors throughout dc the the whole dc the, the, the whole system it's not a tax break it's a tax deferment we're going to pay that money back with interest at some point if we continue to spend more over our skis if your household spent over over your budget at some point you've got to pay the piper it's the same thing with us we've got to control spending we've got to, to rein in the power of this is one of my biggest things. We've got to rein in the power of Washington, D.C. And it, it really almost goes down to Congress's, it seems like their only job is to get reelected. And, and how they get reelected is by passing along to District 7, House District 7 or to the state of Georgia or the state of Alabama, the little, the little add-on deals, the little court spending that we got rid of a while back, but we never got got rid of. Um, so, so, so we really have to cut the spending. We've got to cut all of the crap out of the spending, and we really, we need to, we need to to rein in members of Congress by having term limits. And seventy-five percent of the United States citizens want term limits, yet. Half the people that go to D.C. claim they want term limits, and, and the last thing we ever get is term limits. So we, we, we don't need career politicians that only grow the government in order to continue to get reelected. Who do you think is the biggest troublemaker when it comes not just, you know, establishment elected officials, but also those in the Republican Party that have been failing us, whether it came to health care reform, um, you know, our current foreign policy issues, all that stuff? I, I, I'm, I'm not a uh, Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham fan at all. Uh, I think that, that, that those, I'm also not a John McCain or a Susan Collins or a Lisa Murkowski. I think a lot of those people, um, 
really are, are, are more are way further left leaning than 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 their little Republican R on their shirt lets on. Um, I really I, I I have very very little respect for for either McConnell or or uh, Lindsey Graham. Those are two that that I'm that I'm just I'm not fans of the way that 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 they just they they can they completely control well, McConnell completely controls the agenda and and McConnell loves to throw his weight around and McConnell's wonderful little quote has always been. Um, we do have term limits; they're called elections. But when you can spend three times as much as the person that you're running against, that's like starting a hundred yard dash at the thirty yard line. I mean, you know, there there's there there is no level playing field. And getting money out of out of uh, uh, campaign, you know, having some type of campaign finance reform, I would also be for. But back to back to what you're asking. Do you remember two years ago when our side was claiming repeal, repeal, repeal? They and passed it numerous <laughs> times. And then about the third presidential debate, it became repeal, replace. You know, I mean, I don't remember that that page getting turned over to repeal and replace. And when we had when we got the number of people in there that could repeal, repeal, repeal. They chickened out, at least enough of them chickened out that we didn't get anything passed. So, you know, for the biggest thing, for the biggest, you know, this is our sword. This is our shield for us to go into us. As Republicans, and I'm and I'm a former Republican, you go into battle with. We did a we did a poor job of going into battle with that when we had the majority. I I absolutely agree with you, and when it comes to what you've said, I agree with you 110 percent on everything. But what we see is that ultimately there are going to be two people on the ballot. It's going to be Roy Moore and the Democrat, and we already know how the Democrats are um, with Roy Moore. We don't know if any of the accusations are true or not. I believe in evidence. When they can start putting out more evidence that can be backed up and not constantly be tossed down, then you know we'll make some choices off of that. But when it comes to just the policy issues at which you pointed out, Alabamans had a choice. They could get repeal and replace. They could get a lot of this moderate progressive light agenda. Or they could vote for more, who not even President Trump endorsed during the primary. Trump endorsed Strange. When we're just looking at policy, you're going to have some Republicans that say, well, Mac Watson sounds a lot like Roy Moore just on the issues. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? To a to a certain point, yes, I would agree with that. Um, and what I'd like to say about Roy Moore, regardless of the accusations, and my God, do I want justice to be had for these women. Roy Moore was a terrible candidate four weeks ago. He was a terrible candidate eight weeks ago. He's a terrible candidate today. And I say this as, as a person that's very conservative, as you can tell, um, with a Southern accent. I don't, <laughs> none of these words I say lightly. Roy Moore is a bigoted, racist homophobe. And again, I have been called every one of those words because of my political beliefs. But you look at the things Roy Moore has said. Roy Moore has said, that Keith Ellison does not belong in the Senate, or in the House. He's in the Senate. He's in the House. Ellison, Ellison he's, is he's, in the House. He does not belong in the House because he's a Muslim. And he has said that 9-11 essentially happened because God was punishing us. He, he's not sure if homosexuals should be punished by death. Um, he what? said some crazy things. Uh, in July, in the middle of primary season, we're talking August uh, was was the was the primary. Oh no! Um, uh, can you can you still see me? Yeah, I can see. 
Okay. My 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 screen just went out. If you if you start not being able to see me, just let me know. It's all good. Um, Go ahead. In, in in July, on a radio show out of Birmingham or out of Huntsville, he did not know what the what DACA was or what the Dreamers were. He had to be on the radio show on the Dale Jackson show out of Huntsville, Alabama. He had to be told what the Dreamers were and what DACA was. Now we've got sixty five thousand illegal. Immigrants currently in the state of Alabama, 11 million across the country, and the man's running for a Senate seat. That's embarrassing. He is a caricature of what others believe Alabama politics is. And that was the reason that that I chose to jump on this, to kind of jump into this race. Understood, understood. Well, Mac, because we started late, I'm in a bit of a time constraint. I've actually got to get going in two minutes. Big question that I'm hearing from people on Twitter. They're saying that a vote for you is a vote for the Democrat because you're essentially splitting the conservative base. What do you say to those people? You know, it, it depends on, on what side you read. I have, I have read that a vote for me is a vote for, for Roy Moore. A vote for me is a vote for me. And as party over people, or as people over party, we've got to move on from the R's and the D's, from this guy can be an axe murderer as long as he protects my guns, or this guy can shoot up people as long as he votes my way on abortion. We've got to come together as a country. We can do much better than, than the red teams and the blue teams. We can do better than just having two sides that represent three, 320 million people. It's We can do better. We should demand better. And we should write in Mac. Outstanding, sir. If people want to learn more about you and your campaign, connect with you on social media, and eventually go vote for you on December 12th, where can they learn that information? They can check me out on Facebook at um, write in Mac Watson for Senator. Little little wordy on that. You can also go to my website, which is MacWatsonForSenate.com. M-A-C-W-A-T-S-O-N for Senate.com. Outstanding. Mac Watson, independent candidate for USN Alabama. Thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. It was a great time, man. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Let's make freedom fun again. Join the Rimsay Republic on Patreon today. 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 Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Rimza Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com, where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again, and make markets, not war. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much.
Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers. <laughs> fucking whores are out there. These They're... hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. It's them yelling at them you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, we pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out PreussPodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. High-stepping seafood. Of the what? The, the musical band, High-stepping seafood. Well... Folks, welcome to the program. Sorry that we're a little bit late with our scheduled broadcast tonight. Earlier on YouTube, if you get the notification a little bit later, I spoke to a new candidate that has announced his candidacy for U.S. Senate in Alabama going up against Roy Moore and the other guy that no one really seems to care about. Um, Because that was a little late, not really announced, I will go ahead and upload that interview to Facebook directly in a few moments. But to kind of discuss... um, a little bit of the situation that's been going on because more of you want me to comment on it and I've been trying to stay out of it, but just like every bad situation, I keep trying to get dragged into it. Um, This whole situation in Alabama is just getting out of hand and I have not been in Alabama since 2015. So I'm probably the last person that should be talking to anyone really about it, but go ahead, definitely check out that interview with Mac Watson on on YouTube. It'll go ahead and be uploaded later. But for now, we have a good friend of the show, Becky Gerritsen for the Watumka Tea Party. Becky, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. So you saw earlier um, the conversation I had with Mr. Watson. Seems like a gentleman. His heart seems to be in the right place, but I'm still like, it's just... This seems like a bit of a dogpile situation. I'm here in the Beltway, and it seems like people want to, you know, sacrifice him. And like in that book, The Crucible, um, we had two writing candidates before him. Now we had another one this afternoon. I'm losing track of these people. But uh, Mr. Watson seems to be getting some steam upon a conservative base that's truly disenfranchised of a lot of the East Coast politics that are being interjected into Alabama. What's your take on this whole situation? Do you think it's some type of massive establishment plot or are people just really fed up with it? What's it like on the ground? Well, what I'm seeing on the ground is his supporters are not leaving him. We all feel like this is a just a major hatchet job especially from the right. But of course, the left is piled on too, and they're happy to have their candidate, Doug Jones, um, rise to the top. But poll numbers are not moving as much as they would like to see. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about some of these accusers. Do we have a couple of minutes to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, so that your, your watchers and your listeners know that no one has pressed any charges. These are all just accusations. 
They come from almost 40 years ago. It's a he said, she said kind of situation. Um, Roy Moore has denied these allegations over and over. And I, I'm, just, I'm just shocked that they're trying to lump him in with all these other people that there is evidence like um, Al Franken. You know, there's pictures with Conyers. There's a payoff. Um, Menendez, there's a payoff. He's going to court right now. Um, why did these things, these allegations not come out when he was running for chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court? He ran twice. He ran for governor twice. Um, in 2003 and 2016, there was um, a lot of controversy surrounding him in the Ten Commandments and him in traditional marriage. When people were piling on, why did these accusations not come out then? Why is it 30 days out or so from the election? Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden these 40-year-old accusations are coming forward. Um, and then when you start to look at these, the accusers, and you look, the 14-year-old girl, supposedly at the time, Leah Korfman, there are holes in her story. Um, talking about she didn't have a phone in her bedroom. Most likely when he met her in the courthouse, he, she says that he approached her as she was waiting outside of a courtroom. Well, court documents show that most likely she was in the courtroom because it was a custody battle between her mom and dad over her. Um, it, it, then 12 days later, she went to live with her dad. So this address where all this was supposed to have happened, she wasn't even living at the home at that time. It's just things are falling apart. And then you look at um, Beverly Nelson. She's the one being represented by Gloria Allred. The restaurant details are wrong. The yearbook is forged. Have they provided the yearbook for an analysis yet? No, of course not. So we've seen pictures on the internet and we've seen the signature that says Roy Moore DA. DA stands for the assistant who used to write his signature for him. Her name is, I uh, have it I have it next to me. Anyway, her initials are D-L, I mean D-A. I can't, I'll find her name here in a second. Um, anyway, that woman with the yearbook, Roy, years ago, about a divorce case for her. So she had his name, Roy Moore, D.A., that that woman had signed, that his assistant had signed. I believe that she just looked at her old court documents and copied that name into the yearbook. Thinking that D.A. meant district attorney. He was an assistant district attorney at the time. Not knowing that D.A. stood for the woman who was his assistant. So, But, of course, they won't turn that yearbook over. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then With, yeah. they talk about him being banned from the mall. So they have key witnesses. The security guy that worked in the mall from the 70s to 2000 has, he said, this is not true. He was never banned from the mall. I mean, but it's really frustrating because the mainstream media will not report this. They are just going with these old stories. And when witnesses come forward and say, that's not the way it was, they don't want to hear the truth. That's so. absolutely ridiculous. With, um, with Mac Watson and folks, you can go ahead and see that interview on YouTube now. I'll be uploading it later. Uh, I will give him credit to this degree, unlike several of the other people that have come on, especially his other candidate. He didn't pile on the scandals, which is what I thought he would. 
In fact, he piled on something that was also just kind of out. I'm not going to say it was out there, but I have never heard of the claims. I'm not saying they're not true. I'm not saying they're false, but it, he called him a homophobic bigot. And racist. He, yeah, and racist. And racist homophobe. Racist homophobe. It's like I... I, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I have not really been involved in Alabama politics on the count of I have not been there in several years. And the only time right. I really remember anything about Roy Moore was when he was taken out of action because of the Ten Commandments situation and the traditional marriage situation. Um, I've, I never heard of the Keith Ellison accusation with uh, Roy Moore saying that Keith Ellison should not serve in the House of Representatives. The 9-11 accusation like people joke about 9/11 but it's not you, you still don't really joke about it. So the fact that he said that Roy Moore said that 9/11 was something that we deserved I I'm hoping that he heard that from somewhere else and he wasn't making that up. But those are some serious accusations and from some of the folks that have been tuning into the show that are in Alabama, uh, we've got a large Birmingham and Auburn audience. Um Dave brought up yeah He's a bigot, he's a racist, he's a homophobe. So I ha this isn't the first time I've heard it, but for him to go guns blazing on that, that is kind of bothersome. Well, again, I just feel like this is a this is the only way they know to take down Roy Moore because the people in Alabama, they love him. They see him as a hero. You know, he supports life, he supports guns, he stands up for the Constitution. He knows the Constitution. If, I mean, he just has memorized so many of the founding documents. And anytime you talk to him, he will go into a speech and just be able to rattle off word for word some of these documents. And they love that about him. And I just think that this is a last ditch effort. You know, he will be the 52nd uh, Republican in Congress. This is a big deal. This is going to throw us over into um I guess a majority, if you want to call it that, um, this is a big, this is a big, big, uh, seat that we need to win, but it looks like Mitch McConnell doesn't want that to happen. I think he's already thrown in over $30 million to run against Moore and against Mo Brooks, who was running in the primary as well. And we have women and pastors and war buddies that are lining up in droves to say, we know this man. And the man that these people are talking about on the mainstream media is not the man that we know. And I held a press conference last Friday, well, Friday before Thanksgiving, with women saying, we've known him for decades and he has never been a creeper. He has never been anyone to disrespect women. So I'm just not buying it. And I'm not, I don't think the writing campaign is a good idea. I believe, like you were saying, how people say it is a vote for the Democrat. It definitely is a vote for the Democrat. We need to just... Keep your eye on the ball, stay the course, and finish this thing. And the Alabama voters will decide in about a week and a half. You're absolutely right. This whole thing is just, it, it's its frustrating to watch. And I, I've gotten to the point where if it comes out of Mitch McConnell's mouth, I just instantly, like, I, I, I just stopped taking it seriously a long time ago. But, you know, um, I was... I was kind of shocked that Ted Cruz went and rescinded his endorsement. Do you think that hurt some people? Because a lot of those people that were big, you know, I don't know how it is, is just an assumption, but some people that would typically support Roy Moore, I'm going to assume that they were big Ted Cruz people. And for Ted Cruz to go ahead and do that, and I know you were with the Cruz folks yeah. during the 2016 cycle. Do you think that's hurt them? 
it may have dissuaded some, but you know, I really on the ground, when I talk to people and I'm out there a lot talking, people just aren't buying it and they're still voting for them and it's kind of firing them up. And you know, fundraising has really, really picked up in the last couple of weeks because of he's, all this. He's getting so, more money thanks to the attacks from the media and everyone else than anyone ever really assumed. He has. And people, um, you know, you want to say people are piling on with all the negative stuff, but you see the opposite happening too. They're piling on with the good stuff, press conferences, rallies, you know, all money being sent. And people are fighting back, and I think it's a good thing. Becky, I've got to let you go in a minute. For those voters that are still, you know, on the fence, those conservatives that are like, you know, I just don't want to be part of this. I'm just going to go ahead and stay home. I might even vote in right in. What's your message to those people? What do you think they need to pay attention to? Well, my message is, first of all, um, we need a conservative. And like you said, with Mitch McConnell, anyone, anybody that he doesn't want is probably the one that we want. So um, that's a good sign there. But I think you just need to keep your eye on the ball, stay the course. Remember that Doug Jones worked uh, was an attorney helping someone who was a KKK member. Um, he believes into abortion up what? to time of birth. Yeah, I'll send you that, and then you can talk about it. Um, <laughs> time of birth. I'm sorry, but I don't believe in partial birth abortion or letting a child go nine months and then killing them as they're coming out. Um and I'm very concerned about uh, stand on guns. So I think if you care about those things and you care about having a conservative in Washington who believes in the Constitution, then you need to vote for Roy Moore. All right, Becky, thank you so much for coming on. Such short notice. Greatly appreciate it. Best of luck out there with everything you do as always. Merry Christmas to you. You as well. Bye. Stay up to date with the latest news and updates by visiting RenzoRepublic.com.